This is the last thing we need. Come on and take a look, folks. We've got a lot of knives for sale here. Oh my God, look! Martial arts weapons from the Far East. Wow, cool. Dude, we should each buy a weapon, and then we'll be like ninjas. Yeah, we won't have to take crap from anybody. Our parents won't let us have weapons, dude. Who's gonna tell them, dumbass? Yeah, dude, our parents are gonna be at the stupid fair all day long. They'll never know what we bought. I'll get the Tomfas. Those are so sweet. I'm gonna get those killer sacks. Look, Kenny, there's something even you can afford. A ninja shuriken for $1.99. And when he was playing with Florida, they had a throwback screen, and he blocked, and he was an aggressive blocker. And he will be an aggressive blocker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's going to make the team. And let me just say this. My good buddy, Urban Meyer, he doesn't love anybody in the media more than he loves me. We all know this. Look, I think this is genius by Urban Meyer. Let me explain why. Most people are going to be sitting around talking about Trevor Lawrence if Tebow's not there. Instead, Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick, is going to slide under the radar. Look at this. Look at this beautiful man shaking it. Look, we're showing a clip that has a brandish somewhere else because Tebow is such a big name. Now, the Jags are not going to make the playoffs. They're not good. But Tebow is going to make the team. Trevor Lawrence is going to benefit from Tebow making the team, both for his aggressive blocking and his aggressive playmaking <laughs> down near the goal line. I got eczema. Oh, well then you shouldn't scratch it. Hey, don't, don't tell him what to do. He can scratch if he wants to scratch. Scratch! Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't know you knew anything about kids. I thought you were a foot doctor. It's not doctor stuff, stupid. It's common sense. Scratching spreads rashes. Oh, so this is something you learned at Hooters. going to the fair. Tim Tebow got cut. Girls learning things about rashes at Hooters. This this is the last thing we need. <laughs> What's up, Cameron? What's up, man? How are you? Doing good, man. I'm doing good. Just enjoying the nice rainy weather here. Dude, it's in the disgusting outside. I thought it was quite nice. It was a solid change in pace, wouldn't you say? It was disgusting outside, man. I don't know. I didn't like it. I uh, I got some stuff done today, but, you know, it was hard to wake up this morning. I thought it was like five. So first off, I woke up at like three different times in the night last night, one being two, 2.45, one being 3.45, and the next being 4.15. And so I went out, my alarm went off at 7.30 this morning because I had a meeting at 8.30. My whole plan this week was to get up at 7 and go work out in the 7 o'clock hour. I have not done that once this week. I've worked out, but it's been later in the morning. But I went to my meeting this morning, and I woke up with it so dark outside. And I had blackout curtains, so, you know, it's there. But it was so dark outside that I thought it was, like, still 5 o'clock in the morning and that I woke up at another hour. And I had a I had a small conniption. Why Why are you waking up in the middle of the night like this? This is weird I don't for know, someone man. your age. It's, it's, I feel it's like weird. that's something that happens to uh, to older gentlemen when they have to wake up and urinate in the uh, in the wee hours of the morning. I had, I've had to do that too. Every every time I woke up, I had to do that. Maybe you're aging. Well, I started drinking more water this week, dude. I feel like I've peed more in the last three days than I have in the past two weeks. Did you not drink water before? I did, but not as much as I have right now. I'm taking out a lot of water. 
Really? Oh, I'm on a health kick, man. Yeah, what sparked all this? What's going on? I don't know, man. I'm just ready to get back into fighting shape, man. Ready to get fit? Ready to get a nice hard bod? Yeah, I'm ready to get back into fighting shape, man. Honestly, I think what did it was that I was just tired of feeling like crap. And I was thinking, I was like, man, if I can just get myself together and work out. Because I used to work out like in high school and stuff, like yeah. senior year. Um because I, I played golf in high school, so they made us work out in golf. But you know how that was. But no, how was that actually, dude? What did, I I, uh, <laughs> I had a bit of a run on the golf team myself, but I was never a part of any workouts. So yeah, what they was made a us, golf workout. They made us do off season workouts, and so we had to coach. So think about this: is golf. This is you guys so would like a lot go of core and squat stuff. like a seven iron or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. No, we go in the weight room, dude, and we would we would actually you know have some real stuff that some real workouts um and it's a lot of core workouts but also some lifting as well and um at the end of the workout like i feel like i put in a great workout you know i feel like i did good coach i watched me and i was like man i put in a good workout for me golf like i killed it today you know Mm -hmm. i did a great job he'd make us do push-ups at the end of it because we didn't work hard enough (laughs) and that like broke me dude that was it. That was your breaking point. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, the <laughs> I didn't want it because he'd say down and then he'd. Make you could us, never make it in the military if that well, was your breaking no, point. Okay, no, extra no. push-ups, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he'd make us hold down. And I'd, he'd say down and then up. And if somebody came up before yeah, he said up. That's about all they are, man. That's the push-up. Well, if somebody came up before he said up, we'd have to do more. And I was like, I, I, it'd come to the point to where I was cussing at kids in golf. Like, you dumbass. Why are you coming up before he says up? Just hold it down. Like, get into shape. We're in golf. We walk every day. Literally every day you have to walk. Well, so these people were walkers, not strength people. Yeah, but it's a push-up, man. Apparently they couldn't handle it. I don't know, dude. But here's the deal with that. So I got out of like once I once I finished my senior year of golf because we only worked out like two months out of the year, so it really wasn't that bad. But to me, it sucked. But you did reach your breaking point. I did reach my breaking point. <laughs> I was like, because I just I want to work out and I want to have fun working out. I don't want to work out and be mad about it. You know what I mean? And yeah. so you don't want it to be like hard and taxing. You want to yeah, have a good time, exactly. And I want to I want to get benefit something from it. Anyway, so I uh, what I was doing is that I would go. We'd have I'd have. So I don't know about your high school, but we had five blocks. So first block through fifth block, and that was our classes every day. First and fifth were always the same. Um, then you had second, third, and fourth that you switched every other day. I think we had four. Yeah, y'all had eight. We had A days and B days like y'all did, but we had first and fifth block that were ours every single day. So you had the same one every single day. So I had first block off senior year. I got there late, dude. I got to sleep in. It was great. But then fifth block, when you got done, when I got done senior year playing golf, I got to leave early. So I would leave. And I would go to, I would go do what I wanted to, and I'd work out at night. So I'd go to Planet Fitness here. When it, it was right when Planet Fitness opened up in Denton. I thought I was so cool. I'd get in my truck. I'd say, Mom, I'm going to go get a pump in. You would say that I out loud? Not verbatim, but, you know, you get the point. So <laughs> I'd go to the gym, dude, let, dark outside. I mean, I'd wait till it was dark outside because I wanted to get out of the house at, like, 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I'd go, 18-year-old Cameron go into Planet Fitness, get his pump in, and then he'd, uh, he'd leave. And he would go home and make a protein shake at ten o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and drink it, and then go to and play Xbox. That was my senior year. Were you ripped? No, I was just in shape. I looked good, better than I did right now. But then last year, I got on a health kick in the spring, where I lost like twenty pounds, and I was doing good. But then 
you know, COVID and I fell off the wagon. And I was just summer hit. There, man. I summer hit. I was just like, oh, Chick-fil-A sandwiches. What a burger. You just know, going hard. I was going hard to paint. Just but, eating anything that you want. Yeah. Never but now we're out. back on the wagon. I'm sorted it. But I tried to work out in the spring and I overdid it because I tried to pick up where I left off and when I was like 18. You know, mm-hmm. and I've worked out between being 18 and 24 years old. <clears throat> but I've tried to pick up where I left off. And I hurt so bad when I did that because I didn't stretch. I just went in, just killed it, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, I keep it up with the big boys. I'm ready to roll. Next day, I couldn't move my arm. Like, is that bad? It, you had like the alligator arm. Yeah. Like, so, you couldn't straighten it all yeah, the way out. Yeah. Uh-huh, and it hurt that. I've never had a pain like that. Too many curls for the girls. Too many curls for the girls. But now I've eased, I'm easing myself back into it. Getting a good workout in, but easing into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel better. Like, I have a good level of sore, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel better. That's good, man. So I got my workout in today. Have you stopped smoking crack? Well, I've never smoked crack in my life. I thought last time I was over here, you not only told me you smoked crack, but offered me some crack and then smoked it. You must be mistaking me for somebody else. You're right. That's my bad. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. Um, but I got out of the gym, and you know, there's not, I got all my computer work done for the week, so there's not a lot of work to get done. We got a big show Friday. We're just getting ready for But I was like, man, I'm going to go cologne shopping. Because I didn't have a good cologne. I lost my good bottle of cologne. Do people still wear cologne? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because I heard the other day someone say, like, no one wears cologne anymore. I wear cologne. I wear cologne. Well, I wore cologne in a very, very good amount until... Well, no, okay, I didn't overdo it. Let's get real here. Just douse yourself? I would, yeah. Just screw the cap and yeah, just, just kind of, like, dump it on your head. You know the scene where they pull the water? What is that, in Footloose, or what is that in? Where Norbit. They, well, Norbit, too. Yeah, pull the water. <laughs> <laughs> Respucia at the end Respucia of the movie. Respucia just pulls the water. No, uh, <laughs> Norbit. <laughs> I forgot about that movie, man. Tremendous. But no, um, I just a dabble do you know. But I lost that bottle of cologne, so I just been relying on my deodorant to make me smell good, and that's just not good, you know. It's not gonna cut it for someone. It's like not you. gonna cut it, you know. You I want to like shit, man. Great. I would. I was bar- obviously I was borrowing cologne from like my stepdad, and I was like, man, you're 24 years old. Get it together. Yeah. So I went to Dillard's. I, yeah, sometimes you reach those moments in your life where you're like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, yeah. Why am I? Why am I still having to bump toothpaste off my roommate? Well, I went to Dillard's, and not only did I go to Dillard's, I walk into Dillard's, and I walked in the wrong side of Dillard's, so I had to walk all the way around this place, and I'd already got my mile in today of a walk. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'm, I'm obviously always down to walk more. But you, for lack of a better term, had once again reached your limit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> breaking point is that there. Was your no, breaking point. Anyways, I walk past all the kitchen equipment and stuff they're trying to sell me. I get over the cologne aisle, and I meet this sweet lady. Don't remember her. She never told me her name. Probably Dolores. Probably. Let's call her Dolores. Said she had grandkids and stuff. Anyways, she's like, can I help you with something, sir? I said, absolutely. I'm trying to buy some new cologne. She goes, well, let me help you out there. So she shows me. She's like, I got just the one you need. And I thought she was trying to sell me, right? Which... <laughs> Like you want a job? It's like I can maybe get you. I know people. I can get you a job. Uh, sales, if you want to get in sales, because she, she did a great job. But honestly, she was truthful. So what happened was, I go in and she shows me this stuff, and she s- described it as something specific, but I don't remember what she like described it as. It's it's. I'll tell you about it in a little bit. I'll have to go get the and look at it. Sure. I, it's not released yet. It releases next. I didn't realize that when I bought the bottle. So she shows me it. Sorry about that. I get a sample of it. Okay. Like she sprays it on, sprays it on a card, wafts it in the air, hands it to me. So she's a, not just a good salesman, but a showman as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, wafts it in the air, 
shows it to me, I smell it, and I'm like, my goodness, that is a full smell. Like, that is a good smell. And I don't know anybody that I'm around that has that smell. <laughs> like, that's that's the Cameron Hobbs smell. So I This go, is me. But, you know, I thought she was trying to sell me on it because I heard the price point, and I go, mm, don't know about that. What was it? We're not going to discuss that on air. How much you buying cologne for? How much is a, an average bottle of cologne? Uh, if I if I was in the market for cologne and I needed some, um, I would tell Dolores my cap is forty five dollars. Yeah, I'm not telling you what I Let's paid for this cologne. You got to let us know. Okay, well let me get. To, I'm gonna finish. I'll tell you. Okay. She tells me the price point, and I go. I'm gonna keep looking around just because I thought she was trying to sell me at this point. You know, they got Johnny Depp on the cover or on the uh, billboard for this thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, she tried to sell me on this. So I walk over and I try all these other ones, Versace, Polo, and they just didn't do what this cologne did. Like it, took, like it was one t- smelled like hand sanitizer. You must have smelled weird as shit after you Dude, left for real. I probably did. I was just spraying, just spraying, spraying them everywhere. Me. And I was just trying. <laughs> well, I wasn't spraying them on me. I was spraying them on the cards and like wafting them because I saw her do it. And I was like, oh, this is how you do it. So I was spraying it, wafting it. Okay. So I walk out or around that place. You called me while I was there. Yeah, I remember I had a that. minute to take a break and mentally prepare myself to do what I did. Uh, she goes, so this actually, she says, here's what I'm going to do. She's like, I'm going to set you up with a, a payment plan. Yeah, well, it's about what I had to do. Um <laughs> She, she said it's not released yet. And I thought she first said she wanted me to promote, like sell it, like sell it for her. And I'm like, what kind of pyramid scheme are we doing here? Sell <laughs> it to yeah. But she was giving me samples, and I was to okay. last me till it comes out. It comes out next week on the 28th. I paid 150 dollars for this Jesus bottle of cologne, dude. Christ, dude. But it's. I'm gonna. You're gonna need to go get it, and I'm gonna have to smell this. Cologne. I've got samples in my room. I'll grab it. You're gonna be like, you don't dude, even have it yet. I've got samples till next week. My so you paid 150 dollars for back ordered cologne. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I get it next week, dude. I get it next week though. It comes. It releases my bottle. She literally pulled the bottle out. It's right there in front of me, and I'm like, why can't you just give me that bottle? What does it release till the 28th? So I, my card won't get charged till the 28th. Okay, well, that's kind of her. But she also was very kind to throw other samples of other soaps and stuff in there. I like, I was like, I care. Like, soaps I already had in my shower. But, like, I was like, like just dove for men. Well, no, it's that Jack Black. My grandma gets us a <laughs> bottle every year for. So, you want to smell like Johnny Depp with cologne, but you want to smell like Jack Black. With no, it's soap. not that Jack Black. They just call it Jack Black. This is like a different brand. Of so you buy it only at like Nordstrom's and Dillard's for soap. Mm-hmm. My grandma gets it for us every Sounds year. Sounds like Dolores hoed your ass. She was so sweet though, dude. And once I realized that she was actually very knowledgeable about cologne, I uh, I made a decision and I bought it. I, you know, sometimes you gotta treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I dude. told you I had a cologne story for you today, man. You did. Well, you, you know did. what didn't you... help us when I got home. And my Amazon orders got here from like two days ago that I realized that I ordered on Amazon and I was like... And it's just boxes full of cologne? No, you know, no. What was I doing? I'm, so I got on Amazon this morning to look at cologne and I was like, $25 for cologne that I haven't even smelled? That's outrageous. And then I... Let go me to, go pay $150 for one Dillard's. that I have smelled. I smelled. Smelton paid $150, dude. Wow. I got to sell a roof this week. Yeah, yeah. You might have to sell a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, man. You'll be smelling that good. 
you should be able to sell a couple of them. You know what's great though them. is like unlike you, again, I'm not knocking this by any means. I'm a single man, so I don't have to answer to like a fiance or a girlfriend. Like, feel free to do? knock it. What'd you do today? What'd you do today? Well, I spent 150 dollars on cologne. Yeah, you did ain't... what? My mom asked me how much did you pay for it. I said she smelt it. My mom did. I said just smell this. Tell me what you think of it. She smelt it and goes, that smells really good. You did a great job picking that out. Like, that's a really good smell. Tell her the price. She asked me. I said, don't worry about it. Because you knew. What would your mom say if she knew? Well, she's made some purchases in her life. Yeah. I love you, Mom. You're, if you're listening, I love you. But she's made some purchases that uh, I just, I know she'd be like. Like your cologne she'd be like, you are, wouldn't hold a candle. You are my son. <laughs> you know, type yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. The apple doesn't far too fall. Yeah, it doesn't far too fall from the tree. <laughs> oh, my God. That, you came through, man. You said you had a cologne story, and I'll be damned. You definitely did. Yeah, I did. I did that, and uh, we're here. I'm just glad to be here. Last thing we need, podcast. Episode two, man. Yeah. I feel like we're getting the hang of this better than we did two weeks ago. We're a little prepared. We are. Or three weeks ago when we started the first one, deleted it, which I found that episode. Lost episode. Has been found has and been will be sold at uh, the price of a nice cologne to our number one fan. Yes. But found that episode, and uh, we're here now, and I just feel better. I, you know, we have a great, we have a great rundown today. We're out in the, in the shed, though. Well, it's the office. It's far from the kitchen. Yeah. If you hear a little background noise, it's the AC unit out here, but it keeps us cool. So, you know, we... There's Don't nothing suffer. to eat in here. No, my mom just went to the grocery store too, dude. Like there, that's how you could go raid my pantry right now. Really? Because I'm not gonna raid it because I'm on a diet. Sure. But she bought grapes and stuff. But she, uh, <laughs> she, you know, my mom when it comes mm, to dieting, grapes. Yeah, <laughs> I love grapes, man. But uh, she bought some other things. There was rotisserie chicken. I love that. Dude, rotisserie chicken. It's like chickens. $5. They're so good. For a whole chicken. She makes her chicken spaghetti with rotisserie chicken. Ooh. When's dinner? Well, she's not making chicken spaghetti tonight because I'm not eating pasta. But, so, you know Does I, she cater, like, what the dinners are around this house to your no, 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 no. taste? She'll ask me, but I do a lot of cooking, too. Like, we split cooking duties a lot. Like, what was the last like, thing you cooked? I cooked jambalaya last week. Really? Yeah. I, well, I meal prep. I, I cook for myself here, too. But I cooked for the family. I did jambalaya last week. You cook for the family? Yeah, I did. I cooked a pot of jambalaya. Do you, did you do like a mix? Like a no, no, Ben's from, ready mix or whatever? From scratch. So you cut the vegetables. Jambalaya is like chicken and sausage. I prepped the vegetables. The only thing I didn't chop. Or is that gumbo? It's, they kind of are similar, but they're prepped a little differently. Because so, one's like drier than the other. Yeah. I chopped the onion. I didn't chop the onion. Sorry, I chopped everything but the onion. I bought pre-chopped onion because it saved me some time. But pre-chopped onion, I mean, come on. It's the same thing. How much time? Your purchases are out of control. $150 cologne, and then because your time is so valuable, well, no, you, you gotta, will pay a premium for a pre-chopped onion. It took me. It doesn't. It's not a premium. It's the same price at Kroger. Really? But I think so. I don't. Well, we go compared. I might be maybe at 50 cents more. Okay. But 50 cents more to me is saving me because it took me an hour to make this whole thing. An hour prep time and putting it together. But I mean, I started off from scratch. I mean, make cutting the sausage, browning the sausage, mm. just going for it. Mm. It was great. My my mom and stepdad were like, this is the best jumbo. She's like, don't ever change this recipe. Wow. How'd you find the recipe? So I looked up one. Of, so this is my fourth time making jambalaya ever. 
<laughs> I started. I started. My first time was in the winter storm of February, and you just went for it. I went for it. I that started. was probably back I looked in the days up a, when you were chopping your own onions. I did, um, but I looked up. You know, you find life hacks here and there. Sure, sure. But I looked up a recipe, watched a video, got through it, and I was like, "Man, we're onto something here." And the first one I made was a little dry. I said, "I know how to fix this." The second one I made, pretty good. Mm-hmm. My buddy Brett tried it, and um, some other people they liked it. Cool. Um, and my little sister's my biggest critique, and she'll she kind of gave me a little critiquing on the second time I made it. Mm-hmm. Third time I made it was at a friend's house, and asked Lance. Lance tried it, and Lance loved it because really? Lance was looking for the wrong things. Our buddy Lance, we're talking about. Shout out if you were listening to this. But he was like, man, I, he really wanted to not like it because he likes to keep me on my toes and give me crap. Sure. And he ate it. He looked at everybody. And he goes, "What are we gonna do? This is good." He's like, what are we going to do? He's like, oh, no. Code red. Cameron's on to something. Exactly. So then I made it last week, and it worked out great. But I like cooking, man. But then my mom's a great cook, too. I learned a lot from her. You know, I feel I I attest a lot of my cooking knowledge to my mother. Wow. Yep. That's good, man. That's good. I didn't realize you had those skills. I thought you were just a singer. Well. But here you are, a chef as well. You know, we like to keep it real. Absolutely. Much like the... uh, Bringing it back to sports here a little bit, much like the Jaguars did with Tim Tebow. Dude, were you just driving down the road yesterday and saw that come out and just thought, well, saw that coming? Well, I saw some clips from the uh, Browns preseason game. <laughs> okay, you didn't watch. I mean, I knew that was coming. Dude, Dude he was awful. Do we blame? He, he was awful. <laughs> do we blame it on Tavon Austin, though? No, you don't blame it on anybody. It's fine. They cut him after. First preseason game, it was a fun little run. He got to have a good time. It's fine. It's fine. There's no one that needs blaming except for people like you heard Clay Travis in our open today. Um, I think that was, what, like three weeks ago or he something like that. He was team. like, he, I guarantee he – they were debating whether or not the Jaguars would make the playoffs in that clip. Yeah. And what impact Tim Tebow would have on Trevor Lawrence's career and how much – of an impact he would have aggressively blocking down near the goal line. And it's like, <laughs> dude, this guy is awful. Awful. Yeah. So I thought it was funny, and I thought we just had to – we don't need to discuss it. Well, I need to say something before we move on to the next segments. Sure. I I made a premature prediction last week. Yeah, what happened? And I want to retract it 110,000%. Let's hear it. Do not give me the Vikings in the wild card anymore. Okay. Do not give me the Vikings be competitive anymore. People listening to this are probably scratching their brackets out. Hopefully you didn't write anything down in pen. Yeah. But here's the deal. I was wrong. What made you come to this realization, man? They are so bad. They Just off so- of one preseason game as is, is you... Well, is in that, that you division, you think about it. It was... <clears throat> I watched I watched a Chicago preseason game and I watched highlights of the Broncos and the Vikings. And man, I just I feel like if you're you could be a little bit preseason's preseason. But you're going to be a little bit competitive. Right? There's going to be like the guys that want to make the team are going to be trying. Yeah. The fact that they really just didn't have that fire from the guys that are competing to be on the team show me all I needed to know. And you give me Justin Fields in Chicago now. Wow. I'm on your page with you with the Chicago deal. Look I'm at gonna, me now. I'm going to join. I'm going to join. It's nice over here, isn't it, Cameron? It's a great side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
The grass is much, much greener. It's a greener grass. I will give you that. Now, I have a question for you. I know you said that you had a cologne story. Yeah. I have a question for you that I've been thinking about. Because you, like you had mentioned earlier, you are a single man. Yeah, I am. You know, I am with woman. Mm-hmm. I am happily engaged most days. And, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, um, I was wondering in today's day and age, because I've been out of the game for quite some time, but there's been something that's come about since I have been out of the game. Uh-huh. And that something is an OnlyFans. Oh, gosh. <laughs> if you're not familiar with OnlyFans, which, I would assume most of our listeners are, but if you're not, it is um, Dan the Man. This is this is a shout out for you. This is what OnlyFans <laughs> is. <laughs> it is uh, like uh, a cam girl type setup, you know, where there could be a girl. Uh, honestly, I think OnlyFans is a company that was originally made to where you could video yourself doing anything, teaching guitar lessons, and people could subscribe to that. Yeah. Cooking, and people could subscribe to that, and it would be a video platform where you are live on video, and you are kind of interacting with people, commenting, and this and that, but it's just you on video, and I don't know, you're just doing whatever. It did not take long for us, the people, to turn this into pure pornographic chaos. Yeah, it's bad, man. It's bad. I know there's a lot of girls that, like, are making so much money off of it. So let me get to my question. Would you be able to date a girl who her job is she makes money off of an OnlyFans and and men or or women subscribe to her channel and watch her do wild things? So I've, I've known somebody that's dated someone on OnlyFans. I've also met some girls that are on OnlyFans. As well as, you know, you don't know a lot about somebody when you first start talking to them. And so I first started talking to a girl at one point and then found out she did it. And it was a little odd. Was it a deal breaker for you? It kind of, man. So, yeah, dude. Yeah. What? A little bit. I think, well, How rude. it depends on These the situation. These people are hardworking, taxpaying <laughs> Americans. It depends on the situation. If she's selling feet pics. Okay, that's what I was going to get to. Where's the line? Yeah, if she's selling feet pics. Because that's a big thing. I mean, come on. Girls sending. um, Bring the money home, baby. There's a girl I know that she would send, like, men uh, worn socks. Like, she would wear a pair of socks and shoes for a day. And then she would send that to dudes that were wanting it. And they would pay, like, a shitload of money for it. For worn socks. Yeah, worn socks and shoes. Like socks that have been worn by her in shoes and may have sweat and fungus and stuff on them. Yeah, I don't know about the fungus. I don't know if that's really the player here. But mainly, yeah, the smell and the sweat. There's always a fungus among us. All right, let's wrap it up. We'll see you guys at uh, episode three. (laughs) Um. Sorry, tough crowd. Tough crowd. Now, um, yeah, so I think would you be okay with the feet picks? Feet pics are all right, but Would when it be- gets to like the more oh no, oh you broke the golden oh, rule. No, dude. Uh, I know, I know. I'm sorry. You had one job to mute your phone, and earlier you got an email and it went. Did I? Yeah, I heard oh, wow. it. Um, it's okay. Yeah, thanks for your understanding, man. Oh, I appreciate you understanding that. You know, the OnlyFans thing is just weird. It's just weird, man. Like, I get it. Like, I get people got to make money, people got to make a living. I mean, obviously, you know. You're in the entertainment business. <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like you should understand these things. Yeah, but, like, there's just a place we draw the line, right? You know, I mean, I don't know. It's just, the way I look at it, 
is that's going to carry over the rest of your life if you're not careful. And you go get a job, somebody finds out about that. It's still culture. It's a culture thing. You got to be careful. Yeah. You know, if I was selling my feet pics, it's one thing. But then if I do some other, you know, it's a, it's a weird deal. It's just weird. Yeah. yeah. So it's a maybe for you. I don't know, man. I just don't. If it, it depends. Because that's the reason I played that audio in the open with the Hooters. Dude, if you remember if Big she, Daddy, I think that when that came out like mid early '90s, something yeah. like that, sometime yeah. in the '90s. It's one of my favorite movies. It's great, mm-hmm. but he makes fun of Corinne for being a Hooters girl. Yeah, like the whole movie. Yeah, is that you know, and that was 20 years ago. Is I'm, that now the equivalent of an OnlyFans girl? Hooters girls are great, man. I dated Hooters girl. Hooters girl in the '90s, though, did that have the same connotation as an OnlyFans girl? Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. I got a Hooters girl's number one, like a few months ago. Prove it. Straight up, I will right no, now. No, I'm Straight up right now, bro. I, I'm not even kidding. Text her. I'll text her right now. Hey, can you prove to my buddy that you work at Hooters real quick? Oh, this is going to get wild. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think you should consider it, and maybe by episode three, start dating a girl that does have a active OnlyFans account. And is that maybe a challenge she, you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's just something. It's fun for the show. I don't know, man. We'll see. I don't know, man. Okay. I got okay. standards, dude. Jeez, you are talking about these people like they're second-class citizens. They're not second-class citizens, but, you know, there's just a... Sounds like you think they're second-class <laughs> citizens, there's a, there's a line you got to draw, man. I, mean, I don't know. It's weird. Unbelievable. I, hey, well, sound off, you know, at L-T-W-N pod on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook and then uh, email us, of course. Somehow or another. I don't know. We don't have an email yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> We'll set one up. If you got OnlyFans, let us hear from you, okay? Yeah, if you want to yell at me, yell at me. Ma- change my mind. How about that? Yeah. Change my mind. Yeah, we need to ridicule Cameron for his ridiculous conservative thoughts with these girls that are running legitimate businesses. And honestly, we should force him to date one of them. Let's get into sports. Okay. <laughs> Our show today is going to consist of a little bit of Hard Knocks uh, talk. We watched Hard Knocks episode two last night. We Very also uneventful. It. We also, dude, it was, man. You're going to want to strap in for that. We also went to Cowboys practice this week. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is we watched Hard Knocks last night, but we also watched it live. Yeah. So we got that coming up for you. We're going to talk a little baseball. Tyler Gilbert's no hitter over the previous weekend. There are some interesting notes. I think he has a pretty cool story. Um, those are my sports notes for the day. You got anything? Yeah, I've got some sports notes here. So um, a lot of mine's going to get into the Cowboys thing. Um, but also, you know, the Tebow thing is a, is a big deal. Okay. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm sure some some fun stuff in between. Yeah, I've got some. I've got a. When it gets to the Cowboys, I got something I wanted to bring up too that we need to do research on. Okay. Okay. For, for hard knocks purposes. But this Friday, today's Wednesday, the 18th. I know that doesn't really mean much. Um, probably when you're listening to this, but the Denton Fair and Rodeo is coming up. Hopefully you guys are able to listen to this episode uh, when it comes out. If not, it'll be going all throughout the weekend. Cameron Hobbs. It'll be all week, too. Yeah, all week. Mm-hmm. All week. You're going to be playing, right? Yes, we are playing the fair. Opening it up Friday, August 20th at 6 p.m. sharp. Really? You know what's crazy is that uh, Smitty over here went ahead and uh, thought it was Thursday. And booked a fishing trip, so his fiance is coming to the show, but he's not going to be there. I'm not going to make it, guys. So if you guys are wanting me to sign autographs or anything like that, I thought you could meet one of the co-hosts of The Last Thing We Need. 
uh, your best bet's going to be on stage because I'll be out there ripping lips, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I've always enjoyed that fair and I've snuck in a couple times. I love the rides. Do you really? Big fair guy. Me and the lady, man, we hop on those rides. We do the one that spins around like the uh, strapped to the wall. Oh, the, like the, uh, oh, the, the spaceship go up and, thing. Oh, the spaceship. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm a yeah. big spaceship guy. I think that's super fun. You go sideways in there. Oh, so. man. It's, it's Zero great. gravity is what it's called. Love the fair. Love the fair. But I did hear something uh, online this week, a little cover of a song that you did. You're going to oh, be playing no. at the fair. So. Did you really? Why don't you go ahead and pop me up? And uh, pop folks, up. this is Cameron Hobbs <laughs> with Sold. Where I saw something I just had to have My mind told me I should proceed with caution My heart said go ahead and make a bet on that And I said hey pretty lady won't you give me a sign I gave it a dinner making my own mind I knew you'd been to the beach begging cow Well I've never seen anyone looking so fine Man I gotta have it you know one of a kind I'm going what? Going twice, I'm sold to the lady in the second row She's an eight, she's a nine, she's a ten, I know Got the ruby red lips, raw hair, blue eyes I'm about to bid her my heart goodbye Well, the auctioneer was going about a mile a minute You sick bins and calling them out loud Well, I guess I was really getting in it I just shouted out for the crowd Yeah, I said, hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? I give it a thing to make your mind on mine I do your business, beach begging cow Well, I've never seen anyone looking so fine Man, I gotta have at least one of a kind I'm going once, going twice I'm so the lady in the long black dress Want my hobby with no contest Ruby red lips, long hair, blue eyes I'm about to better my heart goodbye We found love on the auction block Pulled her all away She still loves the laugh about The way we met that day When I said, hey pretty lady, won't you give me a sign I gave anything to make it my own mind I do your bidding, beach begging, cow Well, I've never seen anyone looking so fine Man, I gotta have it, you one of a kind I'm going once, going twice I'm sold to the lady in the second row She's an eight, she's a nine, she's a ten, I know Got the ruby red lips, blonde hair, blue eyes I'm about to bid my heart goodbye Yeah, yeah Cameron Hobbs You're so good at promoting me, dude I appreciate it Dude, that's pretty good I don't have any other friends that are nearly as cool as that We went to that a, a uh, We went to an, uh, an Indian wedding A Hindu wedding Like a couple weeks ago And Yeah <laughs> Like, it was unbelievable some neighbors of ours got married and so they were neighbors i didn't know yeah yeah how you knew them at my apartment complex man we we have a great group of neighbors that we all hang out go to the pool we actually went on like a camping trip with like six of our neighbors really yeah it's it's kind of weird but it's a hell of a community though it really is man we all are roughly the same age and we like doing the same shit so it's it's super fun but they uh <laughs> they got married 
And that wedding is start to finish, 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. It is an absolute production. Like, during the reception, they had family members come up and perform dances. Really? Songs. Italian opera was sung. The bride did a rap. Did you perform? I did not. I did not. I, w- I would have thought you would have done some kind of performance, like Kenny Rogers. Well, it wasn't like an open mic, Cameron. It was more like a... Oh, a, a serious, serious deal. A deal. But I told them, I am really going to have to talk to my friends and family before I get married next year because they don't have any talents. Do you think they rehearsed that? I don't know anyone who can put on a show, you know. I mean, they're really, my people are really going to have to step it up after seeing that. But I have to give you kudos because you can, you can do some of these cool things that I'm talking about. I appreciate that. But do you think they rehearsed that wedding? Like, do you think it He goes, said no. Really? Because yeah. that would be my biggest question. Yeah. Yeah. He said no. Um, I don't know. You know what? I, I found out my computer is ringing, not my phone. Oh, did you mute it? Yeah, I Here did. we are. I did. Um, <laughs> if y'all heard it, you know, we're You sorry. won't hear it again. It's muted now. Well, you know, I'm glad to hear that you took responsibility for your actions and that um, <laughs> you have muted, muted Thank the you, computer. Man. Thank you for your... It uh, takes a lot. It takes a lot from a man to admit that he was wrong. Thank you for your support. And I'm just really proud of you. Well, okay, here, here's what we got going on. We got hard knocks. Let's talk a little Cowboys. Um, first things first, though, let's do this in chronological order because on Monday evening this week, we went out to the blue and white scrimmage at the Star, and that was a sight to be seen. The place was packed. I met Cameron out there. Oh, it started at 6. I don't know. I tried to get there at like 5.50. You got there at 5.30, right? I got there at like 5.30, because I wanted to beat traffic. And I think I saw Drew Pearson when I was walking in, like going through like all the secret entrance, you know? Yeah. But, dude. With his giant afro. Well, he's bald now. Mm. But I had a, what you just expect him to like have his have his sculpture in yeah, his arm. he just carries around. his bust around. <laughs> no, it's a bust. Why do I call it a sculpture? That's probably really disrespectful. It's That's what bust. it is, though. It's, it's a sculpture, man. That's what it is. Anyways, bust. Got it. Uh, which isn't that ironic that they call it a bust when like he's not a bust, he wasn't a bust, but they call these Hall of Fame players st- sculptures busts. This blows my mind. But anyways, so I'm in there waiting on Smitty to show up. This man walks in in a Browns jersey, custom Browns jersey, ten on the back, mm-hmm. Smith on the back, Smitty on the back. I thought it said Smith. Mm-mm. Pretty sure it's the one that says Smith on the back. Are you telling me I don't know what my own jersey says? It said 10 Smith. Oh, my God. Does it say Smitty? Yeah. Okay, well, I was wrong. But anyways, we get there, and he walks in with his Browns jersey on. And some guys go, Browns, huh? He's like, hell yeah, going to be a hell of a year. <laughs> he's, he's kind of promoting them. Yeah, him. I barked at him. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had a lot of things to say about the practice. But I think all in all, a hell, it takes a hell of a lot of dedicated fans to go to a practice, you know? Yeah, I mean, a lot of fans are doing it. They're they're going to practice in Green Bay. They're going to practice in Cleveland. Yeah. You know, their fans are showing up. People love the NFL. There's no doubt about it. I think the Cowboys do a better job than anybody else about turning it into a marketable event. Absolutely. It's very nice. They did, I mean, they put it on Channel 21, TXA 21, mm-hmm. and the broadcast crew 
was pretty much just doing a podcast during the entire game. Yeah. Um, you had Michael Irvin up there. I think you had Drew Pearson up there. You had, uh, I actually don't know if you had Michael Irvin. I think you had. Um, you had Drew, though, didn't you? You had Drew for sure. So I knew I saw him. That and, was him. And you had uh, Nate Newton. He was going really? off up there. Yeah. Yeah. What if so, they had Quincy Carter show up? What if, man? What if? But no, man, I uh, I think the biggest thing I took away from the scrimmage was that Jalen Smith has got to go. Jalen Smith is ass. Dude, he was so bad. And it's not even, you know, I saw the video from the game on Friday, and I even saw a lot of the game while I was playing uh, my show because the TV's in the place. But, dude, he, he seen him in person, he's horrible. Yeah, it was funny, man, because he couldn't. He was playing middle linebacker a lot, and he couldn't make decisions. No, the play would happen, and he would be a step behind everybody decision making wise. And then, due to the fact of his size, speed, and probably injury plays a little bit into this because he had that huge injury, and he's coming back from it, and he's supposedly all good now. But maybe you never fully recover and never get back to where you were. Yeah. Um, he just couldn't catch up. And it was interesting. He was getting yelled at by the coaches. Yeah. Like, dude, what is the deal here? Why can you not play? He had to go dab up a teammate for he was like, My bad. I saw him like, dude, my bad, you know. Dab. Yeah, he gave up like two touchdowns when yeah. like to Garrett Gilbert on a wheel route to a running back. Yeah. It was bad. Gave up gave up a wheel route to a tight end. It was bad. It was Jalen horrible. Smith is bad, bad. And it's sad because there was potential there a few years ago, and I don't know what happened. Yeah, everybody thought uh, Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith were going to be the next uh, leaders of this defense, and you might be. If I have to see one more swipe from that dude, and he walks out like he's just all promoted, you know, like he just walks out and getting the fans going. I'm like, you need to focus on practicing and playing the game more than acting like you are the shit right now. Yeah, because he's certainly not. You are not. If you were at that level where you were killing him, then by all means, go get the crowd going. You know, get pumped. But Dak runs out of there, says hi to some fans. But he was Dak was working. Jalen walked out there and put on, tried to put on a show, and that just shows you the level of difference in mentality as well. I don't know how long he's going to be on the Cowboys, but they paid him a lot of money. He's going to be a hard player to cut. They can't cut him this year. They can maybe trade him, but I don't think anybody will take him. I think he's going to be the most expensive bench player you've ever seen in your life. So at this practice, just we, we sat mainly in the end zone. If you've been to the star, there's a big turf field in the main entrance. Imagine you walk through that main entrance, and then there's the upper level where you're looking over the end zone. That's pretty much where we stood for most of the time watching practice. Yeah. At some point, we decided to walk around, check things out, get some you know free samples of Vizzy. Yeah. Those were at every corner. We Those got, were great. They were great. They were refreshing. Get you a little buzz if you knock back a couple of them fast enough. If you want to sponsor us, Vizzy, we are accepting. Sure, sure. And I don't know. You know, what are the laws on things that we can say and can't say? As long as we don't podcast? trash them, it's free advertising. As long as we say it's good. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right about that. So, Vizzy, we're putting in a good word for you right now. If you want to yeah. sponsor two good old boys, yeah. And if you don't want to sponsor us then you can kiss our ass. And, and if, But that's only if you don't want to. If you do want to, then then we'll welcome you. Yeah, Thank with you. open arms. You have a delicious arms. drink. He said that. If you don't want to sponsor us, you can send us some free drinks, and we'll, sure. we'll go on our merry way. We'll test them. We'll do live, um, mm-hmm. you know, taste tests. Yeah. A busy drinks. Busy. But no, um, so we had a great time there. 
But I think my favorite part of the night was Smitty was looking because we saw these guys super was lurking. Fans. And Smitty's like, man, we got to find some super fans, and we needed to find these guys again, and we found them. There was a guy here. By the uh, name did of, you post the picture anywhere? I haven't posted the picture. We'll post the picture. Now, I wanted to wait till we went live with it and told people about it. So we're going to post the picture. Tattoo Mark and Suit Man. Yeah. Yeah. Tattoo Mark and Suit Man. I've never seen these people before. Maybe diehard Cowboys fans um, will know who these folks are. Because I know in, in Brown's culture, yeah. we know who Pumpkinhead is. We know who Captain Brown's is. Uh, former Big Dog. You know, there are some super fans that are recognizable. Yeah. Bone Lady. Um, but I've never seen these guys before. Yeah. Big time fans, though. Huge. And I walked up to them and uh, got to talk to them a little bit. And Cameron, you want to hear this? Yeah, so here's the audio. Let's break it down. All right, this is Smitty here with uh, Last Thing We Need podcast. I'm here with a couple, uh, looks like cowboy fanatics. Can you guys go ahead and state your names? Tattoo Mark, Dallas Cowboys. James the Soup Man. James the Soup Man? Yes. Soup? Soup. Suit. Okay, I get it now because you got a suit on. Okay. I thought you said So, yeah, this guy was wearing a full Cowboys suit. <laughs> he does sound like he says Soup Man. Yeah. The soup said man. soup at first, like Campbell's Chunky or something yeah, like that. Okay, good deal. Good deal. So, yeah. <laughs> Tattoo Mark, just to, to explain, this guy's wearing a Cowboys jersey. I want to say it was like an old Staubach jersey. White. No, it was custom, and it said Tattoo Mark on the back of it. Did it? I think so. He had the back cut out of it. Imagine someone wearing a jersey. The entire back is cut out, and it shows, it's like a window onto the skin of his back, which is covered with Cowboys tattoos it says Cowboys very big along the bottom of his back. Yeah, the jersey where the name goes says Tattoo Mark. The, and inside the window, it has a big star for the Cowboys. There are two Lombardi trophies on each side of the star. And inside each point of the star is a year, 95, 77, you know, you get it, when, which the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Okay. Let's, they needed to fix that. What happened? It says 79, which is correct, but I, it looks like two 77s. Oh, no. Oh, He needs to no. get it touched up a little bit. Just and, a little bit. And, um, yeah, so we, we talked to Tattoo Mark, and um, that's the kind of guy we're, we're talking to here, so please enjoy. Good deal. All right, man, so are you guys excited about the upcoming season? Oh, man, I'm really excited. I mean, this is our year. Last year kind of sucked a little bit because of the – the p- pandemic and all that, but the pandemic, <laughs> the pandemic, the pandemic was a real downer for everybody. And uh, imagine a guy like Tattoo Mark when he couldn't go to any Cowboys games. That must have really well. You could still go between the toilet paper, the no Cowboys games, and the huge death toll across America. The pandemic was really shitty. He didn't. He called it the pandemic, didn't he? Am I tripping? Yeah, but um, this is gonna be our year. Everybody stays healthy. Look out for that six, baby. We on it. Absolutely. Everybody wants to be a star. We just say it out loud. Hang on, pause it. Are you more... Pause (laughs) I didn't hear that part. (laughs) Dude, it's like Soup Man is his hype man. He's like... This is going to be our year. Everybody stays healthy. Look out for that six, baby. We on it. Absolutely. There it is right there, dude. That's the best one. We just say it out loud. We just say it out loud. Are you more looking forward to... What does he say? Everybody wants to be a star. We just say it out loud. All right. Hell yeah, man. Let's see if we can. Right on. 
This is going to be our year. Everybody stays healthy. Look out for that six, baby. We on it. Absolutely. Everybody wants to be a star. We just say it out loud. Hey. Are you more looking forward to watching Ben DiNucci or Dak Prescott? <laughs> for sure, Dak. Dak Prescott. <laughs> Definitely Dak. Dude, I think they have some of those vizies, man. You, he's like slurring. He said, he said, Dak Prescott. Yeah, he's he's having a good time, man. He's tattoo Mark. He's Dude, in his element. He had a fireman's hat helmet on. Well, All hell Cowboys yeah, he decked out. Here, let's let's listen to a little bit more. But so far, I like these guys. So far, this is great. Tattoo Mark has got the ultimate hype man in Soup. I man. think Soup Man is just saying like, I don't know. He's got this rhythm about him. He's a he's a like slender six foot black dude. He's probably in his mid fifties, and he is just so suave. He's like hell yeah. He's wearing a Cowboys cowboy hat. Hey, absolutely. Everybody want to be a star. We just say it out loud. What Dude, the hell does that mean? I don't know. That's why. That's why I'm saying he's like his, he's like his hype man. It's like the DJ Khaled of of Cowboys fandom. So honestly, Soup Man, he kind of uh, tails off a little bit, and I start just getting into it with Tattoo Mark. Yeah. Is this the first practice you guys have been to this year? Uh, this is actually my first one in Frisco, Texas. I am originally from Southern California. I moved, and I'm here in Texas to stay, baby. Now, Tattoo Mark, it looks like you – can I see your back tattoo real quick? Cameron, you get a picture of this? Okay, yeah, it looks like you got Thanks. a whole star covering your back with Cowboys. Now, my question is, what if they win another Super Bowl? Where are you going to put that next tattoo? Okay, pause it, pause it. we got to let that. So in the Cowboy star, you'll know there's five points on each star. He's got each Super Bowl date in each five points. And so I was like, man, you ought to ask him. I was kind of just being goofy. And I said, man, you ought to ask him where he's going to put that fifth – or put that sixth one at. And so he, I'll be damned if he asked him. So yeah, yeah. At at this point, he starts kind of looking over his back. He said, "I got room, man." And then he starts showing me some other things that he's got going on. It looks like you. Can I see your back tattoo real quick, Cameron? You get a picture of this. Okay. Yeah. It looks like you got a whole star covering your back with Cowboys. Now my question is, what if they win another Super Bowl? Where are you going to put that next tattoo? Brother, I got I got plenty of room. I even. I got 22 players tattooed on me. Oh, no kidding. What? Oh, holy smokes. This guy's. So at this point, I lift. He lifts up his shorts that he has and shows me his thighs. And he has like Darren Woodson tattooed on his thighs, (laughs) right? Like right smack dab on his quad along with some other players. Probably Sam Hurd. Sam Hurd just tattooed right on the leg. I don't know, dude, but I was like, what? fuck is Patrick going Cr- on Patrick dude. Creighton just right on the back of his thigh yeah, like spare cowboy players <laughs> like I was like what is going on man but he was like all about it he was showing me all of his shit <laughs> Lance like, Dunbar on his ribcage <laughs> yeah here we go covering your back with cowboys now my question is what if they win another Super Bowl where are you going to put that next tattoo brother I got I got plenty of room I yeah, even yeah. I got 22 players tattooed on me oh no kidding there we go oh Holy smokes, this guy's got it going on. So the next the next Drew Lombardi's Pearson, probably going to go right there on the cheek? Uh, no, actually my next one's going to go right there. You know, but, but yeah, you know what? We're going to get it as long as we, we can stay healthy. Our O-line could, could protect the deck. I think we're going to make noise this year. Okay. You know, the Browns got a pretty good punter. They got Kareem Hunt. Are you excited about uh, the punter for the Cowboys this year? Wait. Oh, my gosh. Do we have to talk about that one? <laughs> hey, man, would you mind? Got, would you guys Wait, mind uh, saying one? No, you didn't, dude. What? 
<laughs> no, you didn't. We're having fun here, no? I feel like the reason he said, "Do you have to, oh my gosh, you have to go there, is because Dallas released their punter in the spring, and we don't really have a real punter right now that we know his name. I, I think the Kareem Hunt threw him off. I think he was like, dude. Maybe that too, but dude, oh my goodness, do we have to go there? <laughs> do we have to go there? Do we have to talk about that guy that kicked that girl in the head? Dude. But you think he's talking about, do we have to go there? We're really we're really <laughs> lacking depth at the punter position. You think Tattoo Mark I is think, having some real insight here with the Cowboys special teams? I think it can go both ways, man. <laughs> I think it can go both ways. It could. Next next Lombardi's probably going to go right there on the cheek. Uh, no, actually, my next one's going to go right there. You know, but, but, yeah, you know what? We're going to get it as long as we, we can stay healthy. Our O-line could could protect Dak, I think we're going to make a noise this year. Okay. You know, the Browns got a pretty good punter. They got Kareem Hunt. Are you excited about uh, the punter for the Cowboys this year? Oh, my gosh. Do we have to talk about that one? <laughs> hey, man, would you mind? Would you guys mind uh, saying one thing for me? Would you guys mind telling people to listen to the Last Thing We Need podcast? Last Thing We Need, okay. Yes, I want everybody out there, Tattoo Mark from the Dallas Cowboys says, listen to the Last Thing pro- podcast, baby. All right, man. Thanks a lot, dude. Appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. too, man. Appreciate it, man. Tattoo Mark, man. Tattoo Mark in the soup, man. Dude, that, that deserves... I messed up. I hit the laugh button at first. Yeah, you hit the laugh button. Gosh, if he man. hears this, what is he going to think? I meant to hit the... The last thing podcast. He tried. He, he tried, really man. tried. He tried, and now that's going to be in an open. The last thing podcast. Yeah. Dude, Hell he's from yeah. California. But now he's, he's in Frisco, here. Texas, and he's here to stay, baby. Here to stay. So, hell Drop yeah, the man. mic. Tattoo Mark, Soup Man, if you're listening to this, thank you for your time. And Audio Gold. Tattoo Mark, we'll give you a weekly call if you'll get our a Last Thing We Need podcast yeah. tattoo on your back. Or, yeah, or we on will. Your body. We'll call you, you every week. If you give us a tattoo, we'll do a segment for you every single week. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it has to be on your forehead. No, let's be nice to him. You're making the guy. You're the one that made the guy get a tattoo just so you would call him once a week. He's a friend of mine. I call my friends anyways. Well, he's got a hundred of them. What's one more little LTWN? Yeah, maybe get our logo. Yeah, get get our logo right on the arm. Hell yeah, tattoo mark. Give us a call. Hit us up on Twitter at uh, LTWN Pod at LTWN Pod. I'm guessing, just gonna go out on a limb here, that you're at Tattoo Mark. I love how he announces himself as Tattoo Mark for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, for like Dallas he's affiliated Cow- with the team. <laughs> Dude, like they this pay Tattoo him to Mark go around. for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> like they pay him to be a mascot <laughs> yeah. for the team. It's like Rowdy's not doing it for the for the <laughs> other generations. That. We gotta put we gotta put Tattoo Mark out there at all of our practices and see where he goes. On everybody out there, Tattoo Mark from this year. Tattoo oh my Mark. gosh, do we have to talk about that one? <laughs> Hey, man, would you mind? Would you guys mind uh, saying one thing for me? Would you guys mind telling people to listen to the Last Thing We Need podcast? Last Thing We Need, okay. Yes, I want everybody out there, Tattoo Mark from the Dallas Cowboys says, <laughs> listen to the Last Thing from the Dallas po- podcast, baby. All right, man, thanks a lot, dude. This is Tattoo Mark from the Dallas Cowboys. Like, he's putting himself on the fucking team, dude. dude. <laughs> I didn't even hear him say that. I love it. 
I have all about it. Yeah, Soup Man, he was off taking pictures, signing babies, man. He was having a good time. Signing, he was like Ricky Bobby of the Cowboys practice. It was yeah, great. It was. It was, man. So that was fun. They were selling $9 beers up there, $5 hot dogs. I had a great time, man. It was a good, I think it was a good field trip for the podcast for both of us, and it gave us a lot of insights on uh, the fans, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not our fans. We saw a, um, we saw a live mojo moment. We did, dude. We we heard some. That's what the Cowboys music. do, man. The Cowboys, like, they have commercialized something. Like Mike McCarthy has tried to vamp up practice a little bit, you know, try to try yeah. to spice it up, you know, and kind of break up the monotony of training camp and whatnot by doing this out of touch, in my opinion, mojo moment. Now the Cowboys are like playing it for the fans, and the fans go crazy because they're watching hard knocks. They're like, it's time. For a mojo moment. And the fans go freaking crazy. It's and it's like playing ridiculous. this music, the music, this like Austin Powers music too. Yeah. And it's like, don't, 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 And the players just like walking over to the sidelines. To get it's so the- weird, man. And it's, it's just bizarre to watch. And there was a lady that we saw down there. Um, who was holding a sign that said, do a mojo moment. Yeah, and her husband was picking his toes. Yeah, he had his shoes off, he had his <laughs> feet up, and he was like fucking with his feet doing something. I don't know what he was doing, but I was like, <laughs> what is, this is like weird. I don't know what was going on, but. He was picking his toes. Hey, man, it was fun. I'm glad we went out there and got to got to see it all. It's always cool when you get to go see NFL players and stuff like that. So Demarcus Lawrence is a huge human. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize how big he was till being there. That dude could kill me with one hit. He's massive. For real. Yeah, so we got to do that on Monday. Of course, uh, Tuesday night is when they air Hard Knocks every week. Um, and I watched that, and that's... It wasn't that eventful this week, man. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't like last so week's. They start the episode with a speech from Mike McCarthy talking about... It was it was an F-bomb-laden speech. Basically just saying, we need good energy. Like, it, it, this guy yeah. is Jason Garrett 2.0. No, I know he's not, first off. I'm not... No. Have you seen him clap for... Non-first downs? Yeah, man. At least you got rid of the clapping. Yes. But, you know, he said, what's the word he used? He used a certain word for the Cowboys. Like saying how they're well-known. You know what I mean? I don't remember. I don't remember that. He was talking about in the speech, he said, you know, we're a very prolific franchise. Um, Popular. Very popular popular franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember him say this. He said, we're a popular franchise. He said, but we don't want to be popular. We want to be good. It's in a popularity contest. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dude. Yeah. Riveting. Jerry's going to hate that, but hell yeah. Hell yeah. But I don't know. I liked getting a little bit of CeeDee Lamb in there. I liked I liked that story about Kamara, though. I mean, I didn't know that guy was on the team. And I liked the story about that defensive line coach because I wanted to know who that was. And I've heard a lot of good things about him. So let's get into all that. So they start the episode uh, with Monica. Not bad, by the way. The yoga teacher. She's pregnant. So you don't like girls? No, I do. Okay, stop, stop. That have an OnlyFans account. No, I'm just, you, you act like, don't, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to cat call a pregnant woman on. I'm not cat calling a pregnant <laughs> one. I was saying she's, she's pretty. 
Is it wrong to say that a woman is pretty, Cameron? She, she was pretty. I just, dude, did you think that when Tyler Biotish... And she wasn't that pregnant, was she? Did I just miss that? Super pregnant from the side. Was I just making a note on my phone? Yeah, I you, you missed. I didn't miss. You missed. She was super pregnant. How pregnant was she, <laughs> She <dude>? was so <laughs> pregnant. Like, I'm talking like, she was all there. Oh, no. But <laughs> anyways, Tyler Biotish, was, did you think when he was... Like leaning back with his legs in the air and spread open. Yeah, and they like zoomed in <laughs> yeah. on him. I thought he was gonna fart. Dude. Whitney was watching it next to me. She was like, "What are they doing? <laughs> Why are they zooming in on this guy's crotch?" I thought he was gonna fart. Dude. They start with a nice little yoga uh, session, and she's yeah. just like saying things like, "Imagine you're not here. Imagine you're not at practice anymore." And I was like, "This is imagine this is you're odd. under the lights in the game." So after they're stretching and they do all this. It, Flips over to the camera at practice, and Zeke, he's just like, man, after all that stretching, man, my gooch is dry. <laughs> I Here's the deal. I love him, man. Honestly, I think that he's one of the goofiest but awesome dudes. Zeke like, had a couple bangers this week. That was the best did. part about the episode. He had a couple things. He was great. I, honestly, people, I'd rather him be like that than be – you know, rude to people and just standoffish and stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. I like that he's like that and goofy because it makes you, he's a likable guy and I like that. Yeah. I don't know what to think about Zeke. He's just, he seems like an attention whore for sure. He's got a hell of a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Hell of a giggle. <laughs> I thought it was funny when he's asking for the baby powder. I thought it was really hilarious to hear somebody say gooch <laughs> on, um, on, on TV. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? But gooch is dry. So, uh, then it goes to Danucci, and he becomes kind of the storyline character of who might or might not make the team. Him, along with a couple of other people, but this is the first one where they're talking about, you know, hey, he was the third-string quarterback last year. He actually played in a real game. Nothing is guaranteed this year. And then they start showing clips of him, and then they start going through practice, and they start um, playing a clip of him learning the cadence. When they were doing the cadence – Remember that when they were in a team meeting yeah. and they were going over, you know, white eighty, white eighty, yeah. set, hut, and then they clapping. would all clap. He could not have looked more disinterested during that moment. Yeah, that should tell you all you need to know. He looked like he could have been a million other places, which I'm not saying he's not interested. I'm just saying, like, I mean, his energy level seems to be at an all time high when he's playing chess with Micah Parsons yeah. and at an all-time low when he's commanding the room of an offense doing the cadence. And that's that's the problem. And I think that, you know, it's okay to be confident, but don't be confident if you're playing like ass. Yeah, and regardless of how he's playing, like whatever. He got beat up a little bit in that Steelers game. Who cares? It's preseason. He's third-string quarterback. He is a fringe player, but it's just like – it's just weird. He didn't seem to uh, to really give a shit. Which I'm sure he does. There's many, many hours of video that they record, yeah. and then they show you one cut-up hour every week. So it is a bit skewed in that regard. But I thought the way that they painted him was like, God, he could have been a million other places when they were doing that cadence. Yeah. Then they did play chess. A lot of Cowboys play chess. Do yeah. a lot of NFL players play chess? I don't know about a, I don't know how big it is in a lot of NFL locker rooms. I know Amari's played chess a lot. Amari apparently is like the guy there. Then when Micah Parsons got to the team, he was like challenging Amari. And I want to say Micah beat him one time. Yeah. That was a story that I heard, but who cares? Apparently they play chess. This uh this Micah's was, a likable dude too. Micah is a likable guy. And this is more or less 
you know, a, a scene where Danucci and Parsons are playing chess with one another and they're yucking it up. And Danucci actually wins that thing, which who cares? I mean, again, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just going over the episode and nothing is happening. But honest to God, nothing happened in this episode. Yeah, first episode was great. This one was just kind of. Okay. Then it shows Tank Lawrence on the beach with his family. Yeah. That's cool. You get to hear from him. Doesn't say a whole lot of important things. Not a very riveting story. Found out he's a stepdad. Yeah. Obviously. Well, who knows? Don't nod your head. We don't know. What do you mean nod my head? I wasn't doing anything. We, okay. We don't know. Now, it, it looked like he, uh, his wife seems to be of Latino descent. Yeah. And uh, it looks like they may have one or two mutual children. Yeah. And then there's an older boy running around. Yeah. He looks not... like uh, that's just hers. Yeah, it's not his. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. But good for him, man. You know, yeah. stepping up. Great pass rusher. Also, great stepfather. Great. Just really good. Then we kind of meet Aaron uh, Dirty. Or Aiden Dirty. Yeah, I love that, man. Yeah. that You do? So yeah. let's hear you talk about him. What do you love about him? I just think that he brings an energy. So first off, I love his accent. Cool, cool as hell to Do hear your that best in NFL. Dirty accent. Not yet. I got to get better at it before I before I really get into it. Just go ahead and fire one. I just off. I've heard they're raving about him, and I really like that his energy because like watched him live. Like we watched him live at the practice, and his energy. I mean, he has you know we saw that in Hard Knocks with he was showing his hand on the bag mm-hmm. and saying go around this way. Mm-hmm. He was he was preaching that at practice too. Like it wasn't just for TV. And I think that him getting in depth like that, I know a lot of coaches do that, right? But it's what it takes. And he, you can just tell his passion. And I really enjoy that. You know, he might be a total bust as a coach, but he might be really good. But it just, you can, when somebody has passion, you can see it. And he's got passion. And when you come over here from another country, I feel like to uh, support this Ameri- it's an American Didn't sport. Didn't he play uh, football? Yeah. Over he the, played overseas? over there in the NFL England. Yeah. The UK, NFL UK, whatever they called it. And I just feel like he has a passion for, this, for the game that's really good. And it, and it translates well to coach. Somebody that works their way up that way, it's a great story. Yeah, great he's story. been with the Cardinals. Yeah, well, he's in with the Cowboys, then he was with the Falcons, then back with the Cowboys. That's right, the Falcons, the Falcons. Um, so you get to learn a little bit about him. He's the defensive line coach, uh, British accent. And then these defensive line meetings, boy, Terrell Basham, he was doing accents, sitting yeah. in Dirty's seat. Is it Dur- Is it Aiden Dirty? Is that his name? Yeah, Dirty. It is? Yeah. Are we sure about Durday? that? I just, let's call him, let's call him Dirty. Are we I sure? Heard. Are we sure about all this? I think it's... They they know what we're talking about. I think it's Dirty. Okay, because but like in Brit is British to be like Dirty. Yeah, I know that uh, it was pretty funny to see Basham doing, doing his, his impressions, and he like had the, had the and had then the he immediately moment. got hurt against the Rams when they did their uh, yeah, you know walk through little scrimmage or whatever. Yeah, it is Aiden Dirty. Um, Michael Walker said that's a sack. <laughs> yeah, that's a sack. So did yeah. Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory, at one point they showed Randy Gregory, he had a huge chew in. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. I didn't see that. You know Randy Gregory smokes like a pack of cigarettes? Is that true? You said that, but I don't know if that's true. It's true. How is he going to be able to run all that? I mean, that's a lot of cigarettes a day, man. Well, he used to be addicted to drugs. Oh, yeah. So now he's addicted to nicotine. What's the over-under on when they're going to do a segment on Randy Gregory and Hard Knocks? You think they will? Maybe. I don't know. So far with this Hard Knocks, this has been so shitty. Like, it's not been fun at all. Um, honestly, just not a whole lot happens. They get into a fight. Connor Williams versus Aaron Donald. He slammed that dude down. Yeah. 
And I mean, Aaron Donald is a bad man. That's a that's one that that that's a grown man to slam somebody down like that. Yeah. Then we get into Azul Kamara from the Ivory Coast. Undersized a little bit. Super undersized. And he's fast. He's an edge rusher. He's one of these characters that appears as kind of a uh, fringe roster spot, probably going to make the practice squad. I'd be floored if Azul Kamara makes the team. Yeah, he was a practice squad guy last year, and if he makes there would have to be some kind of significant injury, I think. Yeah. Dak got cleared for light throwing. Yep. That's good news. Yeah, that was good news. But We saw him throwing the other night a little bit. He's throwing a little bit the other night. That'll be in the next episode, I'm sure, of Hard Knocks. And he looked locked in. What if? So I wanted to bring this up. What if we're in hard knocks? I thought about that in my Browns jersey. What Maybe they like, with tattoo what, mark. And what if he says something like, "What if?" Because who's the guy that narrates it? I don't even ever remember his name. But Sir David Attenborough. Yeah. What if he goes like? No, it's not him. That's the dude that does Planet Earth. Oh, okay. Yeah, not him. Um, but what if he goes? And you know, in Dallas, Dallas is America's team, but it brings out every team. And it just pans to you in the Browns jersey and me just looking stupid in whatever shirt I was wearing that day. <laughs> yeah. Wearing a Willie Nelson t-shirt. Yeah. Or whatever the hell you had on. <laughs> it was a Lane Frost shirt. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Lane <laughs> Frost. Dude, but what if I, what if it's just like, oh man, what if they do that? That'd be great. That'd be huge. Because you would, you would go viral. Maybe. They'd be like, look at this Browns fan. Hey, man. isn't that the host of the last thing we need podcast? Yeah. If, if we go viral off that, if people come back and say, look at this guy in the Browns jersey and it goes, blows up, we have to tag the page immediately. Absolutely. We could probably get hundreds of followers. If not thousands. Consequently, millions. I but try. I digress because the funniest, funniest moment so far. I would say there have been two good moments of hard knocks so far. It's been Jerry salting a sausage <laughs> uh, McGriddle. And then Jerry had another excellent moment in hard knocks last night when it shows him FaceTiming Michael Irvin discussing personnel. Yeah. How often do you think that this phone call takes place? Not a lot. Never. No. How often? Do you, he's like, hey, Michael, just checking in, man. Like, how do you think we're doing? Yeah. You think Dak's going to be all right? Yeah. No. No. It doesn't happen. But he loves CD. Michael loves CD. Yeah. It's ridiculous, dude. Like, Jerry Jones cannot contain himself. He sees a camera in front of him, and he's like, where's the playmaker? <laughs> we, we need to get Michael Irvin out here. Who's next? You know who we're going to call Dion next? Like, no, dude. It's amazing to me that he's FaceTiming Michael Irvin. Me and Whitney just laughed our balls off to that. Like, <laughs> like are you kidding me, dude? Like, he's FaceTiming Michael Irvin talking about personnel. Uh, <laughs> then it goes, it, C.D. Lamb gets a little bit of a feature. They're talking to him in his room, and he seems like a pretty high-strung guy. He's got a golden doodle and a great pyrenees or something like that hey man he just no, he's got a siberian husky siberian husky and a golden dude those are common dogs now dude dude no they're not they are look them up they're expensive they're expensive but they're common but he's a rook first round pick he's got the money i know he's got the money and he's got the money for louis vuitton bags it's very dallas cowboys it's very flashy he's a flashy guy i'm not he, saying that's bad but he's a hell of a player too having a great camp having a great camp hell of a player yeah I thought it was funny uh, at, at practice. Somebody said, uh, or maybe warming up for the Arizona game, 
whoever was giving the the little pregame speech, getting the players hyped down on the field. Oh yeah, dude, who was that? Was some guy trying to make the team guaranteed? I don't know, but Zeke, Zeke thought it was funny. It, that guy said, "Let that shit hang." And Zeke was like making fun of him. He was like, "Let that yeah, hang." <laughs> oh, that was so stupid. You know what made me happy though? I know the way to make Zeke Elliott happy now, and that is with a bag of sunflower seeds. Yeah, that guy was over the moon once he got those in his hands. <laughs> you want some seeds? <laughs> <laughs> Mark that. I thought it was funny when he had um, Dak and Zeke were messing with this bald trainer on the on the sideline, and they were like using his head as like a uh, oh yeah a future telling. Uh, <laughs> I see hot dogs in my future. Those unlimited glizzies. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, Dan Quinn is fucking locked in, dude. Dude, like absolutely locked in to the point where at the end of a preseason game, and maybe all defensive coordinators are like this, but. I know towards the end of a fourth quarter of a preseason game, interest may not be at an all-time high. Dan Quinn was looking at the score. He's calling plays. He's dialing it up, and he goes, shit, this thing's going down to the wire. Like, I mean, he's trying to win this yeah. thing. And it, that's cool, man. He's an ex-head coach. He's been to the top of the mountain, and he's he seems like he's going to be a great addition, certainly a um, an upgrade over Mike Nolan. He was pissed over the over the refs too, and that call, which was a bad call, a bad no call. Yeah, held. yeah. I mean, because they seeing that now makes me feel better about the preseason loss because it should have been avoided. Yeah, it's a winnable game. Yeah, and then uh, last note on that, <laughs> you got to see uh, they lost the game. I think like sixteen to thirteen to the Cardinals, yeah. something like that. Nineteen to sixteen. Mm-hmm. The players are disappointed. McCarthy certainly disappointed. As I said, Dan Quinn, you know, they're, they're trying to win these games. Yeah. People are trying to make roster spots, trying to make plays, and making plays wins football games. And they lost. So it's a little bit disappointing. They got to hop on the plane back. And in the locker room, who do you see in one of the final scenes of this episode? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. What other owner is in the locker room? After a preseason game. Hey, he's the GM, too. He can be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's talking to his football confidant, the playmaker, Michael Irvin. Michael, you want to come to the locker room after the game? Oh, my God, dude. This guy just never quits, does he? But that's why he's Jerry Jones. Yep. That's why he's the best ever. And um, I don't know, man. Not a very good episode. And it's tough for us to talk about it because there's just not a lot going on. You know, like, let's get in the next segment. I mean, well, yeah, let's get in the next segment. I'm, I'm over it. I mean, it just wasn't a lot. It wasn't very eventful. I was watching it last night. Like, man, I love Hard Knocks. I love, which I love getting to see stories. I loved getting to see the Cowboys. Um, seeing Kamara's story, that was cool. Seeing, you know, the Dur, whatever his name is, Dur, Dirtay. Aiden Dirtay? Yeah, Dirtay. But, I mean, dude, I want some meat and potatoes next one. You know? I want some action. Yeah. Give me a good storyline. Give me something to give a shit about. Like, get me more into, like, what you did in the first episode. Like, let's go in depth with somebody, like Amari. Go in depth with Amari. Go in depth with LVE about what he went through. Go in depth with Jalen and why he's sucking so much. Yeah. Give me something. Jalen would be a good one. I want, give me Jalen and yeah. give me Randy Gregory. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Up next, we're doing baseball. Going to talk a little bit of... Uh, What's that? What also, also give me boss man fat. That's one. That's one thing I wanted to bring up. I want to do a segment under uh, about Kelvin Joseph and his rap career. Oh, that's right. Do a segment under him right now. No, we. I'm saying they should later do on. One, oh, okay, but we okay. can do one as well. We'll do one next week. Okay. Okay. Boss so, man yeah. fat. 
I listen to his music on the way home from dinner. And he doesn't uh, think that the moon landing is real. No, that's Trayvon Diggs. Okay, okay, good yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good deal. Bossman Fat says, "Wow, we went to the room. We went to the moon, my dude." We're talking Tyler Gilbert, no hitter next. Hey. Thought you want to come back till Monday. Well, the uh, the camp ended a few days early. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, that was an incident. What happened? I punched Mickey Mantle in the mouth. What? Yeah, I punched him and they took him to the hospital and then they canceled the rest of the week. You punched who in the mouth? Mickey Mantle. What happened? Well, you know, we were playing a game and, uh, you know, I was pitching and I was really, you know, throwing some smoke. And uh, Joe Pepitone, he was up and man, that guy, you know, he was crowding the plate. Wow, Joe Pepitone. Yeah, well, Joe Pepitone or not, I own the inside of that plate. So, you know, I throw one, you know, inside, you know, a little chin juicy right on his pants. Because I got to intimidate, you know, when I'm on the mound. Well, the next pitch, he's right back in the same place. So, I had to plunk him. <laughs> yeah, plunked him. Oh, yeah. Well, he throws down his bat. He comes racing up to the mound. Next thing, both benches are cleared, you know. A brouhaha breaks out between the guys in the camp, you know, and the old Yankee players. And as I'm trying to get Moose Scar on off of one of my teammates, you know, somebody pulls me from behind, you know, and I turned around and I popped him. I looked down and, whoa, man, it's Mickey. I punched his lights out. Then Hank Bauer, you know, he's screaming, Mickey, Mickey, what have you done with Mickey? You killed Mickey. So what'd you do? Well, I got the hell out of there. <laughs> well, I just came back from Mickey Mantle's restaurant. How could you go in there? Well, I had to. I had to apologize. I mean, I punched Mickey Mantle, my idol. It was eating me up inside. <laughs> well, what happened? I got down on my knees and I went, go ahead, Mickey, hit me. I'm begging you, Mickey, please hit me. Come on, hit me. Hit me. I love you, Mickey, I love you. <laughs> so what do you do? Well, the uh, four of them, they picked me up by my pants and they uh, they threw me outside right into a horse. <laughs> All right, so we've got a special segment here. Smitty came in today and said, man, I got a, got a hell of a story about this pitcher that had a no-hitter, and it was his first game ever. And most of you should have heard about it, saw it on ESPN and all that stuff. So, so without any further ado, y'all make some noise for Justin Smitty Smith, baby. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Just glad to be here. And Thank just you. to preface you, I don't know anything about this. I just saw that he did it. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing you tell me about this. Yeah, man. So over the weekend, we had uh, the eighth no-hitter of this Major League Baseball season. And that is excluding the two seven-inning no-hitters that were thrown earlier in the year due to the new rules. Um, so that's very odd. That's a high number of no-hitters. But the reason that this no-hitter stands out was because this was done by Tyler Gilbert of... The Arizona Diamondbacks, the Snakes, and Tyler Gilbert was making the first start of his major league career. He went to San Lorenzo Valley High School. Where the hell is that? 
That's in Felton, California. Okay. Okay. He's a baseball player there. After that, he hopped on over to Santa Barbara City College. I wonder what the difference between City College and Community College is. Maybe it's funded by the city? I don't know. No one's really sure. But that's where he started playing college baseball. Did pretty good for the Vaqueros. In 2013, he was a sophomore. He went 9-2. and two. He had a 2-4-3 ERA. And he was named the Western State Conference Pitcher of the Year for the North Division. Sounds like a very specific award. But he earned it. That actually earned him a scholarship from the University of Southern California. And he continued to play baseball as a Trojan. Tyler was drafted in the sixth round of the 2015 draft by the Phillies, the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. He made it to AAA in their ranks before he was traded to the Dodgers in 2020. Is everything good over there? Oh, I'm good. I was just switching out headphone jacks. Okay, okay. Yeah, so he's with the Dodgers in 2020. As we know, 2020 didn't really go as planned. Not great. So this guy's been playing baseball since high school, probably way before that, playing baseball his whole life. He's a pro baseball player. Yeah. Goes to college, goes to USC, gets drafted by the Phillies, gets traded to the Dodgers in 2020, did not get invited to the Dodgers' alternate site, you know, the alternate site due to COVID. So he spent the summer working as an electrician with his dad, took the year off from baseball. Because he didn't get invited, and they canceled minor league baseball. That's true. They did do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there was nothing for him to do. That makes sense. So he was an electrician last year in 2020. That's crazy. Yep, yep. But uh, the Dodgers brought him back. They kept him on uh, their AAA. Uh, actually, they didn't bring him back. They did not keep him on the, the AAA team. So that exposed him to the Rule 5 draft, and that's a whole thing in baseball that it's annoying. It's it's a whole deal. So, so um, the Diamondbacks picked him out of the Dodgers system, and they wanted to start him as a starting pitcher. They wanted to get him into the starting role. He hadn't done that since 2016, nearly five years previously. Okay, so he's been bounced around at this point a little bit. He doesn't really have a whole lot going on. He's not a great prospect in the eyes of many uh, you know, in, in, in the Diamondbacks organization, he's hardly in the top 50 prospects. He only has a few pitches. He's got a cutter. He's got a sinker, and he's got a four-seam fastball, and he throws slow. How slow? Many times he's not getting out of the 80s, which is kind of unheard of for a major league pitcher in t- 2021. Um, his first start... Um, it was against the dads, and it was this past weekend. His first start of his career. He had come in for the Snakes, and he had pitched in relief. I think he threw three shutout innings in relief. Um, but his first start was this past weekend against the Padres. They're the third-place team in the NL West. They're a good ball club, and they're about 27 games up on the Diamondbacks that time, who are the second-worst team in the entire league, and they're having an awful year. So this pitcher who's been bounced around by the league a little bit, drafted by the Phillies, traded to the Dodgers, then picked up by the Diamondbacks. Now he's making his first start against one of the better teams in the the, uh, major leagues, playing for one of the worst teams in the major leagues. It's not looking great. You would think if you're going to the game that night, you're like, 
Mm, probably going to get rocked. Yeah, it's like going to a Rangers game right now. No Tatis Jr., you know, but they still have a great offense. He was hurt at the time. He was coming back the next day. Um, they're ranked 10th in average this year. Still got Manny Machado. I mean, you yeah, still the, got all kinds they're, of they're still They're still pretty damn good. Relevant as hell. Basically. So it's his first walk. He goes out there, and he he does a pretty good job. He has three walks, five Ks, and a lot of balls got hit that night. And a lot of balls got hit hard. His fastest pitch that night was 91.4 miles an hour. That's not very fast. He allowed 10 batted balls. And they were hard hit balls. But this was in relief, wasn't it? No, this was was his first start. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I was under the impression that his first start was a no-hitter. So listen, they were 10 hard hit balls. But they went right into the glove of defenders. Okay, see, I got so he wasn't here. striking people out. Yeah, they were. Just he wasn't him out. missing bats. In fact, he had two less strikeouts than any other no hitter that had been done this year. He only had five strikeouts. Again, he had three walks, um, ten batted balls above ninety five miles an hour. That means they hit it back out at a rate of 95 miles an hour, which is what the MLB defines as a hard hit ball. And plus there were a couple 94.7s and a couple 94.6s. So they were peppering the ball all over the field. Um, Manny Machado hit one 112 miles an hour off the bat in the fourth, uh, which David Peralta snagged. That had an expected batting average off the bat of 810. Golly. I mean, it's amazing that that didn't get through, right? In the second... Hosmer, one of their power hitters for the Padres, he tattooed one. 106. That had an expecting batting expected batting average of 630. 630. It was a one hopper, but uh Van Meter, he was able to handle it. Um, you know, th- there's a number of those instances where you could go at bat by at bat and just go over these 10 hard hit balls that he wasn't missing bats, man. It's an amazing game that this guy pitched. And the Diamondbacks, they were not an exceptional defensive team either. Defense had been a a sore spot for them. But this guy was able to pull it off. The Snakes, they were 37-80 and entering that game. They were the worst team by winning percentage to throw a no-hitter at least 40 games into the season since 1916 when we had the Philadelphia A's. And to close out that game, here's what we got to hear was Tyler Gilbert pitching to Tony Pham. Here's some audio. And how about this? The last man standing for the Padres is the only guy that's been on base in a San Diego uniform. Tommy Pham, the leadoff hitter, has walked three times. Tyler Gilbert. No hits through eight and two thirties, one out away. Center field, Marte, it's a no hitter. His dad is in the stands going crazy. He's crying. Dude. Crying. A no hitter. Yeah, they were working on wires last year, and now he's throwing a no hitter in the MLB. It just shows you. This is, this, is, this is the biggest thing right here, okay? If you don't listen to anything I ever say, listen to this right here. This shows you 
that no matter where you are in life, no matter where you've been in life, you can always do something. And you can always make something of yourself. And that's a damn fact. Not always. Sometimes you just suck. Sometimes some people don't make anything of themselves ever. This is a motivational speech right now, man. Oh. Come Carry on. on. My bad. My bad. Edit that out. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> you can do anything that you put your mind to, all right, folks? Don't any Besides what Smitty says, you can do it. So Tyler Gilbert, he's the fourth pitcher in MLB history to throw a no-hitter in his first career start. That's the thing. The fourth? The fourth, dude. The fourth. The dude that was working on wires last summer. These names are awesome, okay? First one was in 1891, and it was thrown by Ted Breitenstein. That's a hell of a name. Second one, thrown in 1892, just one year later by Bumpus Jones. What are they doing those, like, in the 1800s? Just hanging out. Swapping Civil War stories. All right, next one. And then a little more recent, 1953, Bobo Holloman. He was with the St. Louis Browns. 2021. And then you got Tyler Gilbert in 2021 making his first career start. It's interesting, I read up on Bobo Holloman a little bit, and uh, his game sounded a lot like Tyler Gilbert's where he got knocked around the yard pretty good. I mean, he wasn't missing any bats either. And it was, uh, it was a sight to be seen for him to be able to go out there and do that. And I think the line is, uh, from one of his teammates, he pitched the quaintest no hitter in the history of the game. The quaintest, the quaintest no hitter. I think that was, uh, sound, uh, that was said by Bill Vec. Dude, you his freaked me out. Sixty-two book. You freaked me out in the middle of that because you were saying, "Oh, they were hitting it everywhere." I was like, "That's not a no hitter." What did I? What am I missing Dude, here? They were smacking the ball all over yeah. the yard. There's a lot of uh, stats that you could get into that show expected batting average and his expected batting average for this game that they uh, that they showed was much different than a lot of other ones. It was in fact the fourth highest expected batting average difference versus real batting average difference it was a minus 243 which means based on the balls that were hit his expected batting average was 243 obviously the batting average was zero really the balls put in play were 20 20 20 like two zero yeah balls in play were 20 you got to get 27 outs to end a game Dude. So it's pretty incredible that this guy was able to get a no-hitter, especially with the team he was playing on, especially with the team they were playing against. And that just goes to show you that in baseball, anything can happen on any given night. And you it, go from, like you were saying, being an electrician, yeah. to now this guy's making his first career start. He'd been bounced around the major leagues a little bit. He gets the bump. He gets the nod, you know, and then there you go. And his teammates, they, uh, man... His teammates really helped him out, dude. I mean, they, they deserve they deserve credit for it as well. I mean, the credit for the no-hitter. Yeah, hell yeah. They were making some great plays on defense. So, it was pretty awesome, man. Again, the eighth no-hitter this year. So, weird year for baseball. But that was probably one of my favorite stories of the year. Dude, that was a great. I'm, I'm really glad you did that much research on it because I learned so much about it right there, and I felt so good. Good deal. Finally, we want to reach out to Gas House Smitty one more time. Gas House... We've thought about you. Mm-hmm. We've talked about you. We need you, buddy. We've played you. We want you. 
Gas House, we're going to play your song again. If you want to come be on the podcast, this is an open invitation. Last thing we need, podcast. And the last thing we need is for you to say no. So come out here. Let us interview you, man. We just really want to. Even if you Zoom call, you can Zoom us. Zoom call in. We'll still talk to you. Give us a call, man. Rambo. Let us know what's up. Gas House Smitty. We, we want you, man. Absolutely. Get on the show. Hey, thank you guys for listening again. Give us a follow at LTWN Pod on the Twitter. Um, and, and give us a like. Give us a follow. Yeah, Tweet we us. follow back. We do follow back. Tweet us. Um, tell your friends about this podcast. We're trying to get this num- these numbers up. We'll be back here next Thursday again. Give us suggestions on what do you want us to talk about. We would love we would love your suggestions, love your feedback, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys or talking to you guys <laughs> nonetheless next week. Thank you guys so much. Fuck a little bit, then she went Rambo. Put the dick on the bitch, say I went Rambo. Rambo, 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 Rambo. Last night in the club, man, nigga went Rambo. Thousand ones in the earth.